249. I'm back in the live studio. <laughs> I don't know why you say live studio. It makes I don't no know. sense. Because we do this live. That's why. Like it like they listen to it, but we do this like live and off the cuff. Like I just went. I took a sip of tea and but I went live. Live is like they can listen to I don't us know. live. It's fine. Okay. Well oh we're we're here live. You're listening it to it pre recorded. Um whatever. It's <laughs> fine. It is me. They're used to my banter in the beginning. You know, you struggled with it last week. I did. I, it was really hard. But I don't great know. podcast, <laughs> by the you. way. Oh, it Loved it. And I'm going to be honest with you, haven't heard a lot about Deborah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> right? Yes. I was like, why aren't we talking about Deborah? No. This is such, she's such a beast. Yes. And I, and it's, man, if I, if there's anything, I saw somebody showed me a TikTok this week of this lady breaking down, like, man, the Old Testament about the the death angel coming and, and the, and when they had to have the sheep prepared and what they did to the sheep six days before. And then when you go into Matthew and see what Jesus did six days before he died, how it all went together. I'm like, the Bible is full of so many, like connect the dots yeah. that I feel like we miss out on. And we miss this big picture that if we would go one, two, three, and just take the time, it was like, whoa, it's just, I love the word of God. And I feel like it's full of just so much incredible stuff. But I think sometimes we get to a place where we think we know it all. Right. We've heard enough of the stories that we get it, but do we really get it? Because I feel like if we really got it, we would live more free and happier. <laughs> I don't yeah. think we do. Um, so uh, this week I wanted to talk about doing versus receiving. Um, because I think, you know, so I'm getting ready for a women's event at our church on Sunday where I'm talking Saturday. What did I say? Sunday. Sunday. Sorry. Saturday comes before Sunday. Um, Saturday and we call our event sisterhood, but this month we're doing September self-care September. Um, but really I'm talking about self-care and the way of, um, I think a little bit, we've gotten too good at it, honestly, um, because I think we've gotten too good at doing and not receiving. And so, of course, I'm going to go where you think I'm going to go. I'm going to talk about Mary and Martha, but then I'm going to talk about um, Ruth and Orpah, which I knew you you just knew I wasn't going there. Like, that is a shocker. Um there, maybe yours isn't because I told you yesterday, but I know, maybe I'm there pretending is. Like my mind is blown. Okay, wow, you're done. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> and if you don't hear a lot of a profound stuff from Kat, she's struggling really uh, I'm majorly not with struggling. <laughs> with allergies. <laughs> oh, it's just it's a thing. I've been like losing sleep. I finally got some stuff, some Flonase. I've been shooting up at night, Flonase. but literally. <laughs> On Saturday night, which is probably the worst night you could ever stay up because the oh, next day, Sunday, I got yeah. two hours of sleep. And so I was, I was wild. I was yeah. like, how am I functioning? Like I see sounds <laughs> like, I don't know how I did what I did on Sunday morning. And then afterwards I just kept staring at the TV. Like just don't Do you ever asleep. hear the radio at night, but it's not on? Um, so <laughs> this is really weird, but the other, a few nights ago. Do I ago, want you to say this? Well, because I okay. told y'all, I told oh, y'all that someone heard. was playing music out by the creek and it was the same song. Over and over again. And I was like, someone's out in our creek just bow, playing bow, bow, music. No. It, it was wild. And then I could hear the radio like, and I was like, it's someone's playing the radio out there. And then everyone keeps thinking that I'm lying. And I had a recording of it. And you can faintly hear it in the background. I'm telling you, so we I can hear sound hear, waves. Yeah. I don't hear things. It's either, it's I'm, okay, so either we hear sound waves or I'm going to over-spiritualize it. There are times I wake up and I guess I'm hearing seven, I'm seven. seven. <laughs> I guess I'm hearing heaven worship. 
So Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Mine's I would love, I would love like, to spiritualize and be like, oh yeah, I'm hearing the sounds of heaven, and that's why I was a worship leader. But because it's never been clearly defined to me that I am, and there's I don't want to say that. Like country music that I've been See, picking up on waves. Yeah, on. I usually hear country music. I can't <laughs> like, stand country yeah, music. No, and like, I know that can't be in heaven. That Please can't Lord, be in no. heaven. There's, I'm sorry. And if you're offended, you can build a bridge and get over it. Okay, so <laughs> doing versus receiving. I'm going to go to. Let's just get in the Word of God. So if you are offended, you quickly get over that. Uh, Luke 10, uh, verse 38. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. She went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Um, Tell her then to help me. I just wish I had time to tell stories of people in church that have done these types of things. (laughs) But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. She has chosen what is necessary. What is necessary is our need for God's presence. And we can spend so much time doing that we miss out on the actual thing that is going to bring about transformation and change, which is the very presence of God. And I think, you know, you have you have different people. So let me say it this way, because you do have people that are lazy. Yeah. Okay, so, um, or you get in a wrong mindset. So I'll use myself as an example, <laughs> because, you know, this is just... Um, what I do, I remember, I think I was, you guys were living in Greece and I was living with a family. They had an extra room above the garage that they let me have. So it like was bedroom, living room, the whole kit and caboodle. And which was so funny to me because they had other children, but they let me have the huge room. I don't really get it, but it's okay. And so to live there, all I had to do was clean their house, which I had done that um, through years of Bible school. That's what I did to make money. I worked for a lawn company and clean houses. And so I was like, I can totally do this. And then I subbed as a substitute teacher for the church that I was um, serving and working with at the time. Um, So I would sub in high school because that was the, you know, junior high and high school because I worked in all the youth ministry there. So I remember being in a season where I told myself I was just going to receive. Okay. So this is the lazy side. Okay. And so um, I would stay up at night, two or three in the morning, watch preachers on TV that would yell money cometh unto me now and all this stuff. I would highlight all the prosperity scriptures and be like, yes, God is coming to take total care of me. I'd get a call in the morning to sub and I'd be like, no, I'm too tired. And so (laughs) I wanted to go in somewhere I needed money, you know? Um, and so I remember driving, I was living in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the time. And I drove by our old house, um, where, um, Tina was born when we lived in this house. And, um, I was sure that I heard the spirit of God say he was going to give me this house and I was going to use it to help intern young people. Um, so I would have interns and we were going to change the world. And so for six months, I was hundred percent believing that I heard the voice of God, that this is wow. what was happening. He's handing me a house, even though I don't have the finances to furnish it, do anything. <laughs> I mean, but I wasn't going to need that. He was giving it to me yeah. because I'm a, I'm, I am a faithful servant of the Lord and I give of my time. Um, but a man that doesn't work, doesn't eat is what the word of God says. And so, um, but at the same time I was on a weight loss journey and I was convinced that if I skipped meals and I didn't eat food with fat in it, I'd be fine. So I'm, so if you imagine I'm living in this house for free, 
I'm up at one o'clock in the morning. I've skipped dinner because that is the best thing to do because you oh, don't no. need food. You know, that, that's <laughs> you a don't ba- need food. So I would go to Quick Trip. I get a bag of fat-free candy corn and a 32-ounce slushy because that's all fat-free, folks. I mean, if you put that into Fitness Pal, oh, no. there's no fat in that. And what? I would eat that and then I would do my ab roller because we all know an ab roller brings about the best abs you've ever seen in your right, life, okay? Right. Couldn't figure out why I couldn't, you know, why I was still a size 12, even though I was, you know, oh my gosh, I'm eating only fat-free food at night. Um, Can you just imagine your body totally isn't in survival mode? Listen, when I don't know what it was with me in Quick Trip and Tulsa. Have you never been to Quick Trip? Trip? It's just, just, okay. When I worked my first job, Old Navy, and I would work the dinner shift, I would go and get two bagels with cream cheese and a 32-ounce slushie. And I was like, look at how, like, how great I'm doing. Doing with eating. Wow. I'm barely eating anything. Two freaking bagels and a 32 ounce slushie. It's okay. So I didn't have a very good mindset with food. It's okay. Today, just so y'all know, do not worry about it. I reached out to somebody that I trust and a personal trainer, and I'm going through. There's some things I want to shift and change, but I want to do it the right way um, because you guys know I've shared a lot of my journey and dieting and all this kind of stuff that I really just, man, what is what is healthy? What can I do to make my body better and stronger? for longevity. You know, I, I want to be able to lead worship till I'm 90, like I'm not even yeah. playing. And so I'm excited about this journey because I felt like there was some emotional stuff that I needed to get healed first uh, before I could do some practical things. So if you are concerned that I still think about food this way, I she do not. not. No, I understand. Candy. In all honesty, <laughs> the the shift I'm going through now was how much food she told me I had to eat. So I'm right. struggling with that because I still realize that I look at f- food as being like it, it's wrong and it's right. fuel, you know, yeah. so it's okay. Totally different podcast. I need to just move on from that. So what am I saying? I'm saying there is a wrong place to be when all you think you do is I'm just going to sit and do nothing. That is not truly receiving from God. What I'm talking about when it's from receiving, and I'm I'm going to use Ruth as an example, okay? Because this is the perfect example. So I'm in Ruth um, chapter one, and I'm going to start Okay, so let me, so I don't have to read all of it. Let me just give you a synopsis. So you've got Ruth and Orpah who were married to Naomi's sons. Naomi's sons die, so they are left with no husbands. And Naomi's like, I'm going back to where I know you guys go back to your families because they both came from different um, backgrounds. So it'd be like if somebody moved to America, it's like, hey, you go back to Greece and you go back to France. You know, yeah. that's kind of what was happening. Um And so we're picking up the story, but Naomi, this is in verse eight, but Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. (laughs) The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, no, we will return with you to your people. Um, there's a bit of arguing going here. Naomi's like, no, we're not doing this. So down at verse 15, and she said, Naomi says, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Okay, this is very key, what I just read. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Okay, there is so much that I have to unpack in this that is just 
So powerful. <laughs> so one of my favorite songs in the whole world is when Kim Walker used to sing Where You Go, I Go. Uh, right now there's a new song that Amanda Cook, it's called Surrendered, and it's all about going where God wants you to go. It's my new anthem. I can't can't listen to it without crying. I've probably listened to it a hundred times. I mean, Oh I'm yeah, just... I can vouch for that. Okay. She's yeah. like, have you heard the song? I'm like, I can hear it from downstairs. Yes, I've heard it. <laughs> oh, I was just it's out of really my good, screened in porch and just worshiping because there's just an anthem of it. Just, I, I think for me, I just want to be where God is. And so there's this moment that we see. Okay. So remember we're talking about doing versus receiving. Okay. There's this moment that two people have to make a decision. Do I do by leaving and just going back to what I know? or do I stay to receive something? And Ruth makes a decision. I don't want to go back to do what I've done before or where I've came from. I want to stay to receive something, even though Naomi's not in the right state of mind. Because if you read this, she's very bitter at this moment. You know, she's like, you know, who knows if God's just going to kill me. Like she's not handling everything well. Um, But apparently who she had been was enough to make Ruth go, I need to stay around you. And it's powerful. And when I look back at the story with Mary and Martha, and I look at Martha was doing everything that a lot of people had said needed to be done. There was food to serve. And I think about in the church world, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. But at the end of the day, like my husband always says, there's an importance of receiving what God has for us. There's an importance of receiving and being in his presence and allowing his presence to change us because I can do all the right things and yet still walk away empty handed. Mm, And God doesn't want us to walk away without something. You know, I I always feel like in, in the Bible, God is always giving people things. Even when you go way back and in the very beginning, here is this amazing place where everything you could want is here. Uh, you look at Mo- Moses, here's this staff I'm going to give you. He was always handing, why? Because we, we are taught to receive, to be people that receive. And now can we get lazy and decide I'm just going to sit and receive and never do? Yeah. Well, you, you're equipped to do something, Yeah. but there was a moment in in the situation that we're reading about in Ruth that Ruth had this 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 moment to make a decision is this a moment for me to do or is this a moment for me to receive and so i guess what i'm challenging you with today is what season are you in are you in a season where there's a lot of doing and not a lot of receiving or have i been receiving a lot but then not even doing anything with it yeah like you get what i'm saying i yeah, think there's good. different seasons that we find ourselves lost in and what happens is Based on what we decide, there's an aftermath. There are repercussions to those decisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what would you, like, if I was to ask you, um, what is easier for you, doing or receiving? Like, where do you find yourself more challenged in? Do you Probably feel? the doing. Because it's the funny thing is that I actually was going to bring that up in our leadership meeting because we were talking about the leaders that have it. Oh, yes. And so it was, gosh, let me turn to it real quick. It was, are you urgent um, and patient? Because they were talking about how um, a leader can be one or the other. And like, which one do you lean stronger, strongest to? And I'm like, I can definitely be patient. Like, I don't mind waiting. Yeah. But it's a sense of urgency that I'm like, oh, I'll get to that at some point. Or, God, that was a great idea. I'll do that tomorrow. And I can kind of procrastinate on things because 
for me, if I don't see the final outcome of something or if I can't tell the future of like, I know exactly what's going to come out of this, sometimes I just won't do it. And so it's really hard for me to just like pull the trigger on things because I'm like, I don't mind waiting on this. And that's the scary thing is like, especially in a waiting season, you're kind of like, am I waiting? Is this what God has told me to do? Or am I just being like apathetic in my walk with God? And I'm just like resting here type of thing. So it's a, it's a very fine line to walk with waiting for God or just doing nothing. Yeah. I think that's where we kind of have to like lean into his voice and like, listen to him and be like, God, am I still on the right track? And just kind of check, almost having like a check in with God and be like, right. Am I good? Is this where I'm supposed to be? Are we good right here? And I think for some people, it's living in a place of consistency over completion. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times yeah. if, if your personality is task-oriented, you're constantly looking for completion. Or you could be living your Christian life based on, I want to feel complete. I, I'm, I'm to never feel like I don't need God. Right. So that necessity, I, I guess true spirituality is my necessity for God. Right. And my neediness for God is actually making me spiritual. And I think yeah. if you're ever trying to push past that place, you've actually missed you've missed the point completely. Exactly. And what's really powerful about this whole thing is really, you know, uh, my, my friend Jen, and she's been on the podcast before had preached a message on Ruth and Orpah and, and just very quickly had made a point in her message. And I went back and studied it. And I mean, I'm finding it everywhere, which is just mind blowing is Orpah. And you can look this up. So know that I'm not just making this up. Orpah is the, um, is the mother of four giants, and one of them was Goliath. Wow. Ruth is a great is the grandmother of David. So yes, so you, that that tells us there's an age difference. We know we know in the Bible story it looked like Goliath was older. You know, even in you know because we know David was a boy. Yeah. So what? Why do I say that? Okay. Well, look at the outcome of one person. I'm going to sit and receive what she produced wow. versus a person I'm going to go and do and not worry about what I'm receive. I'm going to go back to what's comfortable. I'm going to go do what I know to do. And what she produced was Goliath. Wow. And you've got Ruth who produced David, who's in it's the lineage wild. of Jesus. It's absolutely mind blowing. But how many times have we heard that story? I had never looked into that. Right. I had never seen what was the repercussion to her decision. And I think in the Word of God. If we took time to dig in, if we, I mean, even Wikipedia goes, oh, Orpah is the, she is known as the daughter of this and the mother of Goliath. I mean, it's everywhere. It's not like I searched, you know, through, you know. You found like one article that was like. Right, like I'm on Google page 10. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, as soon as you search it up and I was like, oh, and I remember when Jen was preaching that and I remember thinking, that takes this story to a whole different level. Because really, when you go through the whole story and you see Ruth, she she continues in a season of receiving when Boaz comes. And we've all heard the stories of, Wait where's my Boaz? Boaz? You know, But she does. She sits and receives what he brings. He, she sits and receives. Why? Because there's something that happens when we stop trying to do everything. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm not saying that doing things is wrong because we do, we need to put our hand to the plow and we need to do stuff. I mean, I'm not saying that, but have you gotten to a place that you do so much? There's not any time for receiving. Have you gotten to a place that you do, do, do? And I mean, I talk to my worship team all the time and all of us up there playing instruments. And it's like, you know, this last week, one of my instrumentalists, he, he was just struggling and saying, man, I feel like I'm not doing this well. And I said, well, here's the good thing to me. We're always kind of supposed to feel that way in a sense. I said, not in a, not in a, um, like in a way where we beat ourselves down, but I always go, oh yeah, 
I, I know why I'm not feeling like I'm nailing this because I need to lean into the anointing. I, th- I mm-hmm. said, I think it's a reminder that it's just not about us. And no matter how much we do, it will never, ever compare to what God can do when we receive his anointing in whatever we put our hand to. It's something totally different. And I think Mary had an understanding of that is Jesus is in this room and yes, there's food to be prepared and all this stuff, but I just need to be in his presence. I just need to be where he's at. And I think when we get ourselves to a place to trust God in that, to sit and receive from him, and maybe for you, you need to think, how long has it been since you've stopped just to receive? There's a lot of people that, man, all you do is pray but you've never stopped to hear God say anything. Yeah. So it was funny because in this book called the deeply formed life or just deep, the deeply formed life. Um, it was talking about how couples who have known each other forever, like in the very beginning, when you're like with someone, you're kind of always talking, always communicating. And then as soon as like you start to get to know them better, you start to be in their presence more. It's like, you don't feel like you have to fill the air with all the noise. You don't have to talk all the time. And there's like a comfortableness in the silence. And he says in the book, um, one could argue that the discomfort with being silent before God just might reveal how unfamiliar we are with God. Mm which I felt like so good because I was like, how many times do we like get so uncomfortable when we're just silent? It's because maybe we don't know God as well as we think we do. Maybe right. we just need to get in his presence more. And the more <laughs> we keep doing that, the more we become comfortable just sitting there being like, wow, God, just, you know, sometimes God speaks to me. Sometimes I talk to God. Sometimes it's just silent. And I'm just in, oh, there's another quote too from the book because he just went on and on oh, about this. Give it, um, drop it. It was an interviewer. He was talking to Mother Teresa and the interviewer, interviewer said, what do you say to God when you pray? And she said, I don't talk. I simply listen. And then the interviewer said, then what is it that God says to you when you pray? And she says, he doesn't talk. He also simply listens. Mm. And so it's like this back and forth of just listening or being silent. We're both like in this, like, I'm hearing you type of thing. And it's just like this, you're you're just with his him in his presence. Yeah. And I feel like that's so important. Something that we kind of miss out on when we're oh. trying to just rush and get through our prayer time. Right. Or reading, all that kind of stuff, all the lists we have yeah. to do. And it's just because if you think them. about it, Martha and, and and Mary, they they both understood that they needed to be with Jesus, but only one of them actually found themselves with him. Right. Because and then she starts getting into this whole different mindset and like I'm I sure can't believe Martha she's thought, not like, oh, I'll get Martha's the one yes. that was running around. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure she was the one that was like, Oh, I'll I'll get to him in a second. Like I just need to finish this dish or I'll do this. And Jen also said oh. in the story that they actually had servants to do all the work right. to make all these meals. She didn't technically have to be doing yes. all this stuff. Yes. But there's probably a part of her that was like, let me show you, Jesus, what I can do. And then was like, how many times do we do that? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's times that in leading worship, you feel the need. You'll 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 know. I mean, I'm just being honest as a worship leader. I mean, I'll know. Oh, man, there's a bunch of new people today. You know, they they need to know my ability or I need to sing. (laughs) There's times where, yes, as much as you want to think you're spiritual, you've got self in you that literally is trying to prove itself. All of us. And I think she was trying in a way to prove herself instead of just saying, I've already been proven. Yeah. The fact that this man is in my house, show, and Jesus wasn't showing up in everybody's house. Right. I'm going to be honest, he was very busy. Yeah. I mean, you know, so there was a reason he was there. And it's like, man, what can I just sit and receive? Can I just be? And, and something that I wrote down in receiving, we find that the doing isn't as hard as it used to be. Yeah. And I think what ends up happening is for us, the doing part ends up coming out just so easily because we've received so well. It's kind of like, um, 
I was talking to somebody about this, like in worship leading. So, cause you know, I mean, I've got to use examples that make sense to me. Um, you can, you can be nervous about doing a new song or singing. I mean, singing, it's very vulnerable. If I only practice leaning into God to help me on that day, it, it's actually not going to be very helpful. Okay. I have to receive from him throughout different times and trusting him and leaning on him. So when I have those moments on a Sunday that I feel that way, I can rest in and lean in because I've already received what I needed from him. But if I'm going that day, it's kind of like when I went in for childbirth, I didn't go to any birthing classes. I read supernatural childbirth and figured that was what was going to happen, but I didn't learn about my body. I didn't learn how to uh, ride out contractions. I didn't learn how to allow my body to do things. I didn't even know how to sit right. I didn't know how to do anything. So all of a sudden, when the real contractions started oh kicking in, you know, I just started vomiting because I didn't know what else to do. So it, it didn't plan out the way that I wanted to. Why? Because I came in that day unprepared and just was thought, oh, I'll just have, this is going to be my benefit. But I had not taken time to receive any knowledge, anything I needed throughout the nine months of being pregnant, where I could have been like ready and stretching and all (laughs) these things that could have made my birthing experience easier. I mean, it was still not bad, but you get what I'm saying. It was, I went in that day and I had an expectation for it to look a certain way but I hadn't received any of the information that I needed to oh, meet like that expectation. That you also couldn't have anything to eat or drink. I don't know. I didn't know anything. It was, it was my your birthday. birthday. Yeah. And you're like, I want a Starbucks. And they're and like, like, actually, no. So when I'm throwing up, they're like, see why we didn't let you have anything. And I'm like, like whatever. Okay. Like, I'm going to throw up Starbucks right I would. now. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It tastes a lot better than what's coming up. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I mean, you get what I'm saying. I think in so many times we're missing out. We either do, 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 and don't receive. Okay. Don't do, do. I know. I did. It's okay. Be mature. <laughs> I can't. I love it. But, or we sit and receive and never do anything with what is given to us. I feel like us. it's a fine balance. It is. It really is because I'm not, when I say doing versus receiving, I'm not meaning in the sense that they're dueling each other out. I believe they go together. And I believe it's allowing those, because I don't think everything that Martha was doing was wrong had she stopped to be at his feet. And I think that's where she missed out was she knew I need him, but never made time to be with him. And I think that's what it is. You can have the knowledge all day long that you need God, but until you stop and get in his presence and rest and allow his presence just to overwhelm you, you, you're actually not allowing, I mean, this is what we're created for. We're not allowing God to pour into us and that's what he desires to do. So, and I would say too, for people, cause I used to have this issue and then I got really good at it and I got really bad at it. Cause trying to get back into it, I don't know what it was, but it was the hardest thing ever. So if you get in the swing of this, don't let it go. But, um, I would just take like, in the beginning, it was like two minutes. Are you going to talk about the daily office? Yeah. Not, Um, not really. I'll just, cause we want to hit on that another time. Yes, we do. Okay. Okay. But I'll just talk about it in the other I just finished that chapter. That's why. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I can't speak anymore cause Alicia doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) No. So I would just like, I would put a timer on my phone and I would sit in silence for like five minutes. I think that's what I started off with. And then I bumped it up after like a few weeks of being cool with that. And I bumped it up to 10 minutes. And this was not every day. I try to at least hit this like two to three times a week or something. 
But just the intentionality of sitting there with God, knowing that, okay, there's a timer that's going, to go, that's going to go off. It's going to tell me when I'm done. But just like relaxing your mind, just thinking about God and just thinking like, if there's anything that you want to tell me, tell me, or I'm just going to be sitting in your presence right now. You're not trying to get anything from God. You're honestly just trying to be in his presence. Just like how you would hang out with a friend. You're not trying to get anything from him. And if him. you are, you're weird. You're weird. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> don't always just have friendships to get something, but just to be with them. So like, that's what I did for a while. And it got so comfortable where one time I did it for 20 minutes and I saw the glory. And I was like, I don't know what I'm saying. I was I bald. saw the glory. I love it. I'll, I'll explain it one day because it's Please. just, I don't know if I should because it's just, just a wild moment. But it was just really cool to be like, wow, that took me from where I was like struggling wow. to sit in God's presence for two minutes to being like, I, my life has changed. What is happening to me? <laughs> so just encouraging you guys, just start little, start with what you can do. I don't be that. like, I'm going to do 30 minutes of silence. <laughs> yeah, no. I can't do that right now. So no. I don't know. If Not anyone, even in the car. I No, I have to be talking to myself or something. Or you turn music on. I turn always. music on. Yes. Talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. I have interviews with myself. It's fun. If anyone else does that, please let me know because <laughs> me and myself just have a lot of fun. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, you're like, you're weird. No, I love you. <laughs> no, but that's just a great way to start. So I, f- I feel like if anyone needs a place to start, start with a couple of minutes a day. Yeah. Start with just doing something where you're just silent, you're quiet, you're not going in there to get something, you're just being in God's presence. And not having an expectation of what you're, I love that you said that like, in essence, what you're saying, it's not having an expectation of what you're walking out with. Right. Because it's like, I love it. Bill Johnson talks about this all the time. And he said, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we read the word every day or we're in his presence every day. And we're like, we don't notice a change. He said, if you asked me what I had for breakfast last Saturday, I wouldn't have a clue, but I know that it what I know that it nourished me. I know that it gave me what I needed. And that's the thing. Being in the presence of God is giving you exactly what you need. Even if you walk out of that place and don't realize, you know, you didn't have some profound moment. So another part of the deeply formed life. The funny thing is like, I love the beginning of this book. We're going to put this book in the show notes because you've quoted it three times I will say, (laughs) I will say I love the beginning of it. And then I stopped taking notes after like, page 34 you're done <laughs> so i was like i was like uh, okay but the beginning of the book is really good and maybe other people can get stuff from it but i was just like mm, i feel like you just kept writing to write anyways i'm a critic it's okay um but they said we must recognize that silent prayer is not a technique to master but a relationship to enter into and then he also said think of boredom during silent prayer as an act of purification in this uneventful moment god purifies us of the false god of good feelings like, okay. Okay. Because a lot of times we just go into prayer and be like, I want to feel, feel good. good. And yep. he's like, no, how about we just. It's why half of the people show up to church, but I'm not oh, going to hit on that right bitch. now. Yeah, it's okay. We're not consumers. <laughs> it's all right. We're contributors. All right. All right. All right. We got to wrap this baby up. <laughs> all right. Well, don't forget your best days are ahead. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast today, I'd love for you to rate it, review it, or hey, even subscribe. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening.